0: Welcome to the LifeHouse Church podcast. LifeHouse is a church that exists to invite all people to live an uncommon life by following Jesus, doing life together, getting in the game, and leaving a legacy. We hope that today's message helps you grow as a follower of Jesus, gives you perspective to see yourself and others differently, and inspires you to make a difference in the world around you. Now, let's get to this week's message.
1: I'm excited. So hey, today's Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday is simply this. We wanna look back on what God did in 2022, and look ahead to what God wants to do in 2023, and then I want to share my heart some as well. So we want to recap 2022 briefly. So I want to just throw up here some, some kind of like high-level numbers. You know, here's the thing. We count because people count, right? There's a whole book in the Bible called Numbers. <laughs> so we think counting is important, even in the book of acts the very early church they counted people because here's the thing my counting helps you know what's what you got how you can steward what god gives you so i wanted to show you a few things here 241st time guess 111 people said yes to following jesus can we just give give god praise for that you see community here, groups, we had $671,000 given. We've, 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 we funded building churches and hope centers in Mexico. 24 people were baptized, 2,500 volunteer hours invested in our community. These are just high-level numbers that we just want to give God praise for, for him doing miracles in our church. And Unfortunately, this does not encapsulate stories. Right? These are just kind of high-level you know, kind of high numbers. We're going to have a story later on. But anyway, let's go ahead and go to the finances. This is a quick financial picture here. So you can see here, like I said, we had a total of $671,000 given. You can see here where that breaks down. We break down our budget into six different buckets um, that, that all start with the same letter. That's the most pastoral thing you could ever, ever do. Right? They all start with, with M. right? So we have, we have got their manpower Meeting space, ministries, missions, motions, and margin. A couple of that I want you um, to point out here. First, first off, missions. We were able to give away 14% of our budget, which is awesome. Which is incredible. The, we can say 14% goes right out the door. We invest in ministries. We invest in different community organ, you know, We know we invest in different community organizations. We want to practice what we ask you to practice. And that a sacrificial gen, gen, g, generosity. That as you invest a portion of what God gives you, we, at the same time, we, we, we want to say, hey, God, we want to invest it in, into different communities and different organizations in our city and beyond. The second one is margin. We want to save some money, y'all, because we need a building. Just, just, just flat out. We, we, we won't. We love Regal Theater. It's been good to us. We love it. Praise God for Regal. They went bankrupt. So I, you know, so, so praise God. We show up in doors ain't locked. Um, but you know we, and we're gonna keep showing up here. We're gonna keep doing our thing. We're gonna keep setting up and tearing down here, and we, we're, we're praising God for this building. It has been great, but we're also praying for the next God opportunity. And so we, we want to be ready. We just don't want to say, hey, God, bless us. No, we want to prepare with what he's given us so we can be ready to invest in the next God opportunity. So we want to be faithful to, to kind of save, put some, save some for a rainy day, but also to say, hey, Lord, whenever that God opportunity comes, we want to be ready to seize that God, op- that God opportunity. Amen? Amen? So you can see there. I also want to show you um, our giving year to year in the life of our church, Okay this is actually a huge blessing. So you can actually see here where we started off in 2017. And that was because we only had church for like three months. Like we started in September, 2017. So September, October, November, December. So that was four months. And then you can see here, starting in 2018 to 2022, can't you see the, just the growth in generosity? Can we just pause and just thank God for that? And I mean, just beautiful. I want to thank you for being generous and investing in the kingdom. And, we are, and, and why this is great is because um, as we become more generous, we're able to then do more generous things, right? As, as we're more generous individually and collectively, then we can go. Like, here's the thing, right? We want to move at this, at this. We will, as a church, move at the speed and rate of our corporate gener- generosity. We have a lot of vision, but we're not going to go ahead of God. We're not going get to get in debt. We're not going to do none of that stuff. We, we want to be faithful with what God gives us. And I don't know if you remember here, but two, 2000, do you remember what happened in 2020? 2021, 2022, like, y'all, we saw continued growth in giving during a pandemic, and we just, we just want to praise God for that, and we want to thank him for his continued faithfulness and, and generosity towards us, and I just want to thank you for being a generous church. Thank you for those of you that give and give and give generously. It's impacting hundreds of lives weekly. Now, want to talk talk to you real quick about a few things new in 2023. So the way this is going to work is, um, we recap 2022. I want to share with you a few new things that we're going to be working on in 2023. The first one is this here, is 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 that we are going to, going to be. Kind of switching the way we do the community partner. So normally if you've been a part of our church, you know every month we have a community partner that we kind of just like choose randomly and we would give financially and we would serve with them in a practical way. Well we we have said instead of going wide and doing a lot, why don't we focus in on five community partners and go deep? So so that's what we've did so that's what we've decided to do. So we have strategic monthly partners that you can actually see here that that as you give to LiveHouse, we are automatically going to invest in them on a regular monthly Basis. So normally we would have you just like give towards the organization. We're going to actually switch that up. As you give towards us, we're just going to have five strategic partners this year that we're going to invest deeply. And then we're going to start highlighting a community partner each month to let you know their mission, their vision, what they do, and things like that. But I want to highlight them real quick. The first one is CareNet. They They help women to find themselves with with unplanned pregnancies, and they provide guidance and counseling and baby supplies. Weighted Angels is an incredible organization. Organization, The partners with those families that find themselves with the loss of a baby at a very early age and stage. Uh, the Peninsula Rescue Mission helps to solve and care for those, uh, for the homeless community in our communities. Um, the Virginia Peninsula Food Bank obviously feeds people. And then we have the Convoy of Hope, which is a national organ- organization, that when there is a national d- disaster, when there's earthquakes in Turkey, when there is different earthquakes, hurricanes, there's things that are going on nationally. Convoy of Hope is one of the first people on the ground providing food and water, nursing care, and so we invest in them. So just know when something happens around our world, we are already investing into that so there can be care and things like that. So that's what we're gonna strategically be and be investing in this year. So as you give, we're gonna give towards, towards them. The second thing is this. We, uh, in 2023, we're gonna become a sovereign church. Now, what does that mean? Uh, we are gonna uh, become a big boy church. What I mean by that is we're going to move out of our daddy's house, and we're going to uh, have our own, like, church, right? Because here's the thing, right? We were a church plant. You, some of you don't know. We're only five years old. So we are a very new church, church still. And when, when, and when we were planted, we were planted by Lifehouse Church in Hagerstown, Maryland. And so one of, the, one of the things, how we were structured governmentally in, in that launching, in that planting process, is they were essentially our dad. We were the kid, um, and, and that was to, to keep us safe and flexible as we're starting, and also give us time as a church to get ourselves stable financially, and also give us the time to kind of observe leaders so we can raise up leaders from within and have the time and space to kind of create our, our own internal elder team, board, whatever you want to call it. So uh, we have actually started this process where I'm talking with Patrick, who oversees Lifehouse Church Hagerstown, and we are talking about the process of getting us to be a self-governing, self-sovereign church to where we we will have our own internal elder team, and we will have our own bylaws, and essentially we will be a self-functioning, self-governing church. And that's exciting right? Because we're thankful for God's faithfulness. We're thankful for the covering we've had. We're thankful for being sent off by Lifehouse Hagerstown. But I think we're at the point, where. are you know, it, just imagine if you have a teenager that gets 17, 18 years old, he's ready to get out the house, right? He's ready to kind of pay his own bills. You're, you're tired of feeding him, right? Like you're like, you, you're punting him out the door. You're like, okay, go. So this is the way it kind of is. Patrick's like, y'all are getting way, way, way too big. Get out. I'm like, okay, cool. We got leaders. We're stable financially. We are ready to be a sovereign church. So we are excited to work towards that process. So please be praying for us as we start this process, writing bylaws, um, vetting leaders, and, and, and kind of so we can get to the point where we have our own elder team in place in September, and so just be praying for us as we do that. The last thing, some of you already know about this uh, in 2023, we're starting the Uncommon School of Discipleship. So I'm so excited about this. Why? Because this is, this is going to be, at, as it says, a school of discipleship that we are only accepting 12 students into this first year. And what the Uncommon School of Discipleship, I'm going to actually show a video of me. That's really awkward introducing a video of yourself. But um, the way I say it in the video is better how I would say it now. So I just want to let myself tell you about the Uncommon School of Discipleship coming to LifeHouse Church in September 2023. Check this out. Hey, everybody. It's Pastor John here with LifeHouse Church. I'm so excited to... Announced the coming of the Uncommon School of Discipleship in September 2023. The Uncommon School of Discipleship is connected to Lifehouse and it is a nine month intentional, immersive, holistic, Jesus centered, spirit empowered, informational environment for anybody 18 plus that desires to practice and train in the uncommon life that Jesus offers. The Uncommon School of Discipleship's goal is to see. Graduating students do what Jesus said are the two greatest commandments, to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. To see this happen, students will participate in classes, receive spiritual direction, grow in emotional intelligence, learn about themselves and how God has wired them, commit to a plan to cultivate financial and physical well-being, and learn to better love others by serving in a ministry track within LifeHouse. If this sounds like something that you would be interested in, I would love for you to reach out to me, John at LifeHouseNN.com, and let's start a conversation and see how we can help you discover, cultivate and live the uncommon life that Jesus offers. Yeah, so we are excited about that starting in September 2023. If you want more information about that, you can email me, John at Lifehouse Newport News, or John, John at LifehouseNN.com, or you can text school to seven five seven six nine zero two four zero one. I believe that that is for some of you here. The, the, that was God's voice telling telling you, hey, it's time to go to the next level, the next step in your discipleship to Jesus. And the thing is this, right? This isn't for those who've only been saved for 20, 30 years. If, if you've been following Jesus a year and you feel a call, fill out the, app, the, the, the application. We're not just trying to get those who are super spiritual, whatever. We, we want to get the right group of 12 that is kind of diverse, unique, and put together that will, that will just be a fun journey of learning what it, mean, of what it means to live this uncommon life that Jesus has and in very intentional and holistic environment. So, and also, one of the people that filled out the application for that is actually Brad Wells. Brad, you just want to lift your hand up real quick. Brad, right over here. And just as, you know, it's so good to see Brad because about three weeks ago, right? Three weeks ago, um, he, got, he got taken into the hospital, and he had 90, was it 99, like almost, okay, you just talk what? 98. percent blockage in all four heart vent, heart ventricles. Is, is that correct? Ninety-two and ninety-eight. And the other two. Ninety-two percent in, in, in two, and then ninety-eight percent and the other two. And he was, he was literally almost dead when they brought him in, and he had quadruple bypass surgery. Is that correct? Triple. Triple bypass surgery. And by God's, God's grace, the surgery went well. He's here today. He's already walking 15 minutes per day. And I just thought that it was really interesting, Brad. You fill out that application, and then this happens. And I just, I, you know, I just think it's kind of one of those those things of, like, I don't think the devil was happy. I think he's trying to get your attention. And I just just think, man, it's definitely time for you, brother. You know, it's definitely time for you to start fulfilling God's call on your life, brother. So I just want to say I'm proud of, of you. It's good to see you on your way to health. And LifeHouse City is with you, man. So, all right, love you. So, anyway, all right, hey, that's kind of recapping 2022. So what's happening in 2023. Can I just share my heart with you real quick? I don't think it's going to be real quick, but... It's okay. I still want to share it with you. I'm going to start off today in Luke chapter 5, verse 37 through 38. And like I said, if this is your first time here, welcome. I know you, you just saw our finances. This is kind of like a real awkward first, first date. You come into our church and we're like, this is the finances. This is what we did this year. And you're like, this is my first time here, you know. Well, it's all good. Hopefully, hopefully today you hear the heart of our church because really we see vision as not what is trying to get something from you, but it's trying to get something to you. And, and so really, as, as we're talking about vision today, I pray that this is the lens you hear it through. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 37 through 38, this is Jesus talking, and Jesus here says this. He says, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Didn't, didn't we just get done singing about that? About God, do something new. Do something new in me, right? But, but then it says, otherwise the new wine will burst the skins. The new wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into, everyone say that word new wineskins, new. God was saying, or Jesus was saying here, like in order for the, like you have to prepare for the new that God wants to do. Prepare for the new that God wants. Everyone wants, to do, wants God to do something new, but not very many people want to prepare for it. Okay. Right, like they just want God to be a genie. Yeah. When God wants you to partner with him, it's just like your kid. Many of your kids want you to just do everything for them, but you don't do everything for them, Why? because they won't grow. You say, hey, like, let's partner together, and we'll see this happen, right? So here's the thing, right? Many of us want us to see God do something new, but he's only going to do it as we prepare ourselves. Here's here's the thing, we have to prepare before God can pour. We, We have to prepare before God can pour, and that's what Jesus was saying, because Jesus was actually talking here about himself, because he was in a religious environment that, that honestly was not ready for Jesus to come because Jesus came into a world of deep religious conviction, but, but they were stuck in religion. So when Jesus came, he was like, yo, you've been stuck in religion. Relationship is here. The son of God is here. The Messiah is here. What you've been seeking for is here. But because you're so stuck in the old ways of doing things, you are going to miss the new that God the father wants to do. This is where it was at. Jesus came in, and what Jesus was telling the Pharisees and those who were following him, he was like, hey, you have to prepare yourself for what I'm about to do, because if you don't prepare yourself for what I'm about to do, you could possibly miss it. And really, y'all, when I think about Lifehouse Church, and when I was reading this, this thought came to mind. The old wineskin of Lifehouse Church was how many? The new wineskin of Lifehouse Church is what kind? Let me give you the genesis of that. Before COVID, you know, you know, COVID's becoming like BC. Like it's not BC then anymore. Like BC, like, you know, BC, A, AD. Now it's like BC, AC. Before COVID, after COVID. Before COVID, I, we'll just be candid with you. The, the heart, like my, like my heart for our church was just to get big. How many people? How many people this? Like, how many people? That's what I always look at. That's, that's what we would focus on. And when COVID happened, that kind of stuck that in the ground because you had no idea because we weren't meeting. There was no one there. And then when we came back, it was depressing because I remember one service after, after we started coming back, we had 11 people in the sanctuary. 11. And six of them were singing. Or six of them were on stage. I was like, y'all get in the crowd. We can you can't have five people. <laughs> right? Like, it was kind of like, I mean, honestly, I was in a dark place because I didn't realize how much I had built my, my identity on how many people were coming. So when we didn't see a lot of people coming, it was, it was like I was, I was in a really dark place. And as we were in prayer and fasting in January of 2021, I felt I got a word from the Lord that said, John, it's not how many, it's what kind. John, it's not how many, it's what kind. And basically the heart behind that was, John, it's not how many people you have, but what kind of people are you raising? Because you think God doesn't need a lot to do a lot. He's never needed a lot. But he has needed a certain kind of person. And, what, and, and so when, when I think about that, and what kind of spurred these thoughts were a couple quotes, one by C.S. Lewis, one by Neil Cole. This is what says, The church exists for nothing else but to draw men into Christ. To make them little Christ. If they are not doing that, all the cathedrals, clergy, missions, sermons, even the Bible are simply a waste of time. Neil Cole said this. He said, Ultimately, each church will be evaluated by one thing its disciples. Your church is only as good as its disciples. It does not matter how good your praise, preaching programs, or property are. If your disciples are passive, needy, consumerist, and not moving in the direction of radical obedience, your church is not good. Aren't those some incredible quotes? convicting quotes, those are what started to, those were kind of the seedbed for, for, for what the Lord spoke and what the Lord grew when it came to like, what is our church going to be about? Because I felt like the Lord was doing something new. And so as I kind of prayed and spent some more time in prayer and fasting, I really felt the Lord say, John, it's not how many, it's what kind. So the vision of your, I mean, do you realize, I mean, here's here's a sad confession. The vision of our church before COVID, I stole from some other church. Literally. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. We'll do that. But, and there was, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't bad. It sounded good in theory, but the, just, just, how, just how big can we get? And I felt the Lord convict me and say, John, you need to have a, a vision for discipleship, a vision for your people that isn't about getting something from them, but it's about getting something to, to them. It's about getting him to them. So that's where this renewed vision of our church came, that LifeHouse exists to invite. That word's so important, invite. We don't want to, LifeHouse exists to coerce people. (laughs) LifeHouse exists to manipulate. No, LifeHouse exists to invite. I hope you feel that at our church. There's no pressure. Because pressure doesn't change people. Invitations do. We want to invite. LifeHouse exists to invite all people. And we mean all, I mean, look around, y'all. We got all people. Praise God. God knew I could not pastor an all-white church or an all or an all-black. Like just, just like, because I want a church that looks like heaven. That's what I love. Is the life house is to invite all people to live an uncommon life. This word "uncommon" comes from John ten ten. Jesus said, "I came to give life and life what?" Of all y'all church people, just expose yourself. <laughs> abundantly, abundantly, right? But but you're saying that word there, abundantly, in the Greek, can have a dual a dual meaning of of abundantly, but also, it could also mean uncommon or or extraordinary, different. So when you think about the life Jesus came to give, it wasn't just abundant, like in our term of what abundance is, it was like, you're going to be different. You're going to be uncommon. So when I saw that word uncommon, I was like, that's it. We want to be uncommon. We want to be unique. We want to be different, but we have to make sure we have the right definition because your uncommon is different than my uncommon. And we've got to make sure we're looking out of the same dictionaries. So when we said, what does uncommon life look like? I, I said, how can we try to cast a vision that synergizes all that Jesus offered? You know, Jesus casted vision. Jesus was a vision caster. When Jesus said, love God, love others. He was cast in vision. He was taking 613 laws and breaking it into two. He was cast in vision. When Jesus said, my mission is to come and seek the saved, the lost. He was cast in vision. Right, So when I said, when we're putting together the vision of our church, what we hope to see God do, we exist to, what's our vision? (laughs) To invite all people to live uncommon lives. Bye. This is what uncommon is, following Jesus. That we're not just fans of Jesus. Oh, I tip my hat to you, Jesus. Thanks. And we turn the other way. We're actually followers. And the Christian word is disciples. We're people that don't just follow Jesus alone. We do life together with other Jesus followers. We don't isolate. We work through our relational issues and our relational trauma so we don't isolate. We don't project. We say, no, we want to follow Jesus together in a relationally healthy way. Do life together. We just don't want to see Jesus followers follow Jesus, do life together. We want them to not be spectators. So many people come into church and just sit in a seat and spectate. Yeah. they say, how can you get in the game? Right, and be a servant. Lastly, we want people to leave a legacy, not to have a, what can I get now? How can I get all I can get now? We want people to have a legacy mindset saying, how can I invest all that God has given me, my time, my talent, my treasure, my money, my car, my house, everything. I have. How can I invest that into the kingdom of God to not just get an in, in ROI in our 401k, but get an ROI for the kingdom? How can we invest? And that's gonna be when we realize we're stewards, where it's not ours, it's his, so anything we have is his. And so, this is what the vision became follow Jesus, do life together, get in the game, and leave Alexi. This is our heart for you. Vision is so vital. I hope you know how important vision is. If you ever want to know how important vision is, then when you get kids, you'll understand. Because when kids don't have vision, you perish. <laughs> you perish. Every time I feel like our three boys have no vision, the house perishes, our food perishes, we perish, we all perish. They perish each other. Right? When there is, and scripture says this, scripture says where there is no vision, people perish. And that word vision actually, it's not just the word vision, it, it actually means prophetic revelation. Basically, when there was no word from God, people perish. And that is what I pray that you appreciate, the fact that we. I feel like we have a prophetic revelation of what the Lord has called this church to do. Because if we don't have that, we will lust after someone else's vision. Like, well, look at Elevation Church. I can't preach like Stephen Furtick. Elevation Worship, I love our worship team. We ain't no Elevation Worship. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, y'all got a stuttering pastor. No, I'm just kidding. And then y'all, you know... Our worship team's good, but, but it's like, if we just said, we want to be Elevation and be everything about them, we would miss what God wants to do specifically in LifeHouse and Newport News in 2023. Yeah, come on. Even this big revival that happened in Kentucky, thousands of people flooded to Kentucky to, to get the move of God, and then they want to try to take it and bring it back to their home. Hey, if that's what God tells you to do, but why, instead of chasing something that God is doing to someone else, why don't you pray for God to do something specific and real and true where you are? That's what I'm praying for. I'm not saying, God, what do you want to do there? Because I've tried that, and it stinks. I'm like, Lord, what, is, what have you wanted to do in LifeHouse? And, and I felt like he spoke very, 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 very clearly. raise up in uncommon people so it can be an uncommon church that makes an uncommon impact. By, by, by being disciples, being in community, getting, y- y'all going to get sick of hearing it. Because as you hear this, I pray that, that you hear, here's the thing, that the vision is, is a kind of person, not a number. So here's the thing. Our vision isn't we want 10 campuses with 1,000 people each by 2030. No, our vision is a person. If God wants to entrust us with more, he'll give us more. Are we going to try to reach people? You're dang right. Are we going to try to let people know we're here? You're dang right. We're not going to try not to grow because Jesus said he came to build his church and the gates of hell won't be able to stand up against it. We, we want to move the kingdom of God forward. But no, our heart for you isn't about getting you just to be another number. Our heart for you is to see you transform and to become a certain kind of person. Yeah. A certain kind of person. Also, dude, the vision isn't what we want. Is, our vision is what we want for you, not from you. My concern in sharing vision sometimes is that all you'll hear is like, oh, Pastor wants us to do more. Here we go. Pastor wants, you know, and it's like, I pray you, you, you don't hear burden, I pray you hear blessings. I pray you don't hear more responsibility. I pray you hear more opportunity. Because I'm telling you, I know you're busy. I know you're stressed. I know you've got responsibilities. I know that there's a lot going on. And I know that you can sometimes hear vision is all you hear is more burden. But I pray you hear our heart that we don't want no burden. We want to give you more opportunity to train to become more like Jesus in the context of his local church. So I want to give you a few ways about in 2023 how I think we can we can. Do that together, all right? Or can you guys listen fast? I need to preach fast, okay? First off, we need to go to the upper room. Go to the upper room. Let me explain that to you. I read this book called Future Church by Will Mancini. And what this book, the concept of this book was is to basically say, what does the church not just look like now in 2023, but what will it look like in 2050? Because we we have to be forward thinking, yeah. right? And so one of the things in his like in, in, in his plethora of research, talking to pastors and things like that, that he says is, is that like the church has got to transition from being a lower room church to being the upper room church. And I want to talk to you about what this lower room, upper room thing looks like, how he describes it, right? So if, if you look here, the lower room, he says, if, you know, if someone talks about why they like or they go to or they're part of a church, one of them, four Ps, usually takes center stage. So he says, place. The new building is close to where we live. So for kind of the context we have, it's like, yo, we got church in a movie theater. Let's go. I can take my kid to church, then take him to Mario. <laughs> so like, so that becomes like the lens of, of like why you go here, right? The, the second one is like personality. So you say, you know, we won't say Pastor Carlos, Pastor John. That's right. Man, <laughs> such a good preacher. Tell you what. I like stuttering pastors. All right. Third, though, could be programs, right? So you're like, man, I love this group. I, I, you know, I love this this kids program. They got a nursery. So then that becomes like the thing that kind of emotionally attaches you and draws you to a church. Uh, Another one is like people. Well, it's the church that so and so goes to. So it's like you go, and the reason you go is is because of because of someone else that you know goes there, and that becomes the attachment to that church. Now. He's not bashing this. He just says, this is kind of how the church the last 30, 40, 50 years has operated and how most people have come to decide if this is the church that I'm gonna call home. And what he says here, because every person coming in contact with the church first encounters its lower room it's, he says every church should aspire to have attractional lower room features and that's what i'm saying like we're not like i'm gonna preach terrible who wants to be here you know like that'd be dumb right we're not gonna say our kids ministry sucks just throw your kids in there you should just want to be here you know um you know and and but but you know theater you know we're never leaving the theater we would if a God opportunity came up you know like you know it's like um like he's not saying these are bad But what he's saying is is, is that we have to make sure that when we are trying to decide where God has called us to plug into his church, the the lower room becomes secondary because all of these lower things will probably change over time in the life of a church. That's why so many people change churches all the time. It's because normally one of these four Ps changes and then because that changes, they're like, I'm out. Just think about when COVID happened. I mean, some people were hanging on by a thread in churches by one of these four Ps, and and COVID, like, I was on a retreat this past week, and hearing the heartache from pastors who had people in their church for 15 to 20 years when 2020 happened, and they said one thing politically. They did not say one thing politically, how at that moment, they left and never went back. I mean, just these pastors are are, are just hurt and broken, and and it and, and just... You know, and, and, and it's like, so, so what I'm saying is that we have to be sure that, that we are evaluating why we are at a church. Like, I pray you're evaluating, like, why you're here at Lifehouse. This, this isn't bad, but we have to, if the church is going to move in the future with power and purpose and clarity and vision, we as a church individually and corporately have to start taking steps from the lower room and get connected to what Will calls the upper room. And how he defines this space and place is this. He says, purpose, the church's unique, so he calls the upper room vision. The church's unique call and disciple-making vision. What he says here, the upper room offers an alternative answer to the question, why do the people in your church call it home? People in the upper room are emotionally attached to a sense of purpose beyond place, personalities, programs, and people. Being in the upper room means that a person knows and names God's unique unique disciple-making vision for a church. So why I think Vision Sunday is so important is so you can be reminded why LifeHouse exists. So you can know our vision for you. You can know what we're trying to create. You can know why when we encourage you to participate in certain things that we're not just trying to keep you busy. Why we ask you to give towards certain things that we're not just asking you to just do something, just to do something out of a religious duty. That when we encourage you to do it, we invite you to do it. Like we say, in, in, invite, when we invite you to actually do it, that it's because we're trying to get a certain kind of vision to you. You guys are quiet. I hope that's making sense. But I hope you hear my heart. And let me tell you why this is so important. It's because if we don't take the step from the lower room to the upper room, we will then many times view the church as a critic. We will have a critic mentality. I don't know about you, but we're raising up little critics. And I say that because it's in my own home where we will go to a restaurant, a place, and my kids will literally, in the middle of being at a restaurant or in the middle of being somewhere, they will start to give it ratings. Say, no one gave me ketchup. Four stars, not five. Food was good, and and they'll just be critics. And if we stay in this lower stage, where I, I believe we're always going to almost have like a critic mentality, of like, well, you know, the church should this and the church should that and the church, 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 church. church, church instead of saying, why am I here? What is the vision? What are they hoping to see? And we're not saying don't have a voice, but if if you know, and, and then here, but like you know, these, these churches—have y'all ever seen church Google reviews? Let me show you a couple, all right? Because I I actually did some research. I actually did some research of local churches that got one-star Google ratings. So these are local; these aren't like one. These are from churches in our local area. My favorite's the bottom right. Never been to this church, but the Lord didn't teach them how to park. <laughs> Two stars off. This one here stuck up, judgmental, distasteful, non inviting, contradictory. This is my favorite. Meanies. Meanies. All right, this one in the top left. Weird place. <laughs> this one's funny. Weird place, very cult like. They keep track of newcomers' info. Uh, we do that too. Welcome to the cult. <laughs> <laughs> on a big site, and you advance to different levels within the church. My opinion, no, we, we, we don't do that whole tithe, or you know, we don't do the whole advancing through the tithe thing. But, but yeah, we, we, we do keep your info. We try not to bombard you, but, we, but our heart is to invite you into what we have going on in the life of our church. Okay? And then in, in the top right here, now you can know this dude works for the IRS. <laughs> this dude here has labels, music, giving, promotion, emotion. Speaker summary. We laugh at this, but how many often, how many often how often do we come in and treat a Sunday like this? Well, how was the worship today? You know, Andrea didn't sing. Wish she would have sang, right? Or you know, you know what I'm saying how we can come in with a critic spirit. Instead of like, God, I'm so hungry to be in your presence today. I don't care who's preaching. I don't, I don't care who's singing. You've called me to this church, and I, and, the, and if I'm called to this church, I'm going to participate in this church, and I'm not going to make it about my emotional this or that. God, if you've called me here, let's go. Because here's, here's, here's the thing. Like, I've even been scared sometimes to let y'all know I'm not preaching. Some of y'all just got called called, called, called out. And I'm not saying, but but it's because I think even... Even we, Y'all can even get unhealthy attached to me or some other leaders. Where It's like, yes, we have a job, a call to be a pastor, to lead in the church. But here's the thing, my heart is to raise up a teaching team to where I'm not preaching every single Sunday, but to where we are intentionally training communicators in our church to preach God's word. And my heart is well. Pastor John's only preaching twice twice per month now. When's he? Oh, I see. It's the first and third, right? And my heart is 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 that we would have the mentality of God's called you here. You'd come so desperate for God's word, you wouldn't care who's preaching. You'd have your heart ready, your mind ready, your spirit ready, your Bible ready, your notes ready. Say, so give it to me, right? And, 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 and so this is where my, my, and then too, I think it really comes down to how you view the church. And I kind of got this, this picture of like how we want the church to be, but what the church really is. <laughs> Let's just be honest, bro. We all want the church to be a cruise ship. I've never been on a cruise. Y'all crazy going on a cruise on, in a boat in the middle of nowhere. Uh-uh. I read about the Titanic. I'm good. Said God can't sink this ship. He sunk it. Really, this is what we want the church to be, but really this is what the church is. We in our flesh and our preferences want the church to be a cruise ship. We want the church to cater to us. But really, in reality, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to stand up. Because You know why he said the gates of hell? Because the church is supposed to be offensive. (laughs) He said there's gates up and those those gates are going to be stormed. But many times the church gets stuck in this lower room place of wanting everything to be catered and preferential to us. And because of that, we can't be assigned to the task and the calling on the battleship that God has actually called the church to be, to actually take, take space for the kingdom of God. So my prayer as we're looking at 2023, my prayer is that we would all individually take some steps to the the upper room, the vision. You would hear and see and get to know and participate in the vision that we believe God has called us to to help you live uncommon, to invite you to live uncommon and participating and following Jesus, doing live together, getting in the game and leaving. Alexi, here is the question you need to actually answer. Does God want me at LifeHouse? Because here's here's the thing. There's going to be things at LifeHouse that are going to change. Eventually place people personalities all that stuff is going to change and if you are attracted to that and that's what is Keeping you here when one of those things changes you're going to be gone But my prayer is that you would know our heart and vision for you Because here's the thing if you're led by your preferences instead of purposes God will sometimes call you to a church that isn't your preference because he's got a purpose If you ask god He will sometimes call you to a church that doesn't meet your preferences, but you have a purpose there And if you would listen to him, he'll show it to you. And so that's what I'm saying. Don't think that God won't call you to a church that maybe isn't your preference. Why? Because he's got a purpose for you there. He's got something for you there. So my prayer is that you would honestly ask God, is this where God wants me to be? And if so, you would do a freaking cannonball into the life of our church. (laughs) Trying to do a cannonball with no water is like, you look really stupid. I just looked really stupid. So that, that is my heart. So kind of like, so first off, go to the upper room. Secondly, though, really, really quick. My, my prayer in 2023 is that we would all take a step in training to live uncommon. Colin just beautifully said it. We are a church that so we, don't, we don't want to try to be like Jesus. We want to train to be like Jesus. Essentially saying Many of you have been on this cycle of trying to serve Jesus because you have a trying mentality. So you want to go from being on the couch, drinking Pepsi, eating chips, eating pizza, and then go out and run a 26.2-mile marathon the next day because I've got willpower, because I'm inspired. And then you go out and do it, and you're like, yeah, I'm out of breath. Like after mile one. And the reason you can't do it isn't because you're not capable. It's because you tried instead of trained. And there are so many people that have this great idea of what they want to be in Christ, but they're not there. So they try willpower. They try religion. They try doing things for God. And then they get to a point of like, oh, my God, I tried and it didn't work. And so then they leave and they stop following Jesus. They leave the church and they're like, it just didn't work. And it's like, no, you had a trying mindset instead of a training mindset. A training mindset is, you know what, you gotta run a half mile today, if you can. And if you don't, that's, that, that's okay, because you're training. And this is the mentality that we want to get into, into the life of our church. Colin even read a scripture. That I, that's why I said he should have just preached the whole sermon. He even read one of these scriptures that, that I was going to say in 1 Timothy 4, when Paul... A, a pastor and apostle was training his pastoral, protege, his pastoral protege, Timothy, one of the things he encouraged him with as he was training, he said, hey, train yourself to be godly. We are trying ourselves to be godly. Jesus said this, he said, and Pastor Kelvin preached on this last Sunday, he said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Practice, training, we want to be a church of training. We want to be a church that, that when we give you a, a piece of the vision, when we say follow Jesus, we want to give you steps. When we say do life together, we want to give you a step. When we say get in the game, that, that's why whenever we ask and encourage you to do certain, certain things, it's always attached to a piece of our vision. Because we're just not trying to keep you busy. You're already busy. We're not trying to give you more to do. You've already got a lot to do. right? We're trying to give you because here's the thing, growth is always found outside of your comfort zone. Growth is always found outside of your comfort zone. And I guarantee, if you're at LifeHouse long enough, you will hit a part of your life that will be like, ugh, I don't want to go there. And it will feel outside. Because some of y'all are like, yo, I follow Jesus, I'm good. And we're like, give your money. Oh, uh, yo, like what happened? <laughs> or you're like, yo, I do life together. I got Friends, hey, you should serve and join a team. Eh, I don't know if I'm called to that. It's like there will be something in the life of our church that we will encourage and invite you to do that will feel like a you are out of your comfort zone. What I would say is that thing that feels outside of your comfort zone is the next step you need to take in 2023. Why? Because growth will not Can you imagine a trainer? We've got a trainer here. Go ahead and, go ahead and raise your raise your hand. Angie. LaBos, what's your contact info? No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But I can guarantee Angie, I know Angie's some, you know, I, her person, like Angie would not show up and be like, oh, was that too hard? I'll just, just dial it back a little bit. No, because her goal in heart is to get someone outside of what they can naturally do so they can grow. And this is exactly what at LifeHouse, we the kind of environment we want to create. We want to create invitation but not always comfort. Where yes, we're gonna ask you to do, that. why? Because we get something from you? No, because we wanna get something to you. Because growth happens in the context outside of your comfort zone. Also this thought, there's no formation without repetition. Every time you get together with, with someone else when you don't want to, when you go to a group when you don't want to, you're punching isolation and you're punching selfishness right in the face. It might feel, you might have had a rough day, but every time you do it, you're punching. Every time you intentionally give generously, you're punching greed and consumerism right in the face. Because if you're going to be formed and shaped to be a certain kind of person, it's not going to happen by simply wishing. It's going to be happened by doing. Every time you serve, every time you do something for someone else that is outside of you, you are are punching selfishness and you, 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 that the culture's telling you right in the face when you get outside and you serve in a ministry. At Lifehouse, these actions aren't to get something from you, they're to they're to help you be shaped informed to become a certain kind of person. So that that is why my encouragement this year is to take a training step. Take a training step. You've got this 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 card here that we want to encourage you. Take a training step. there are there are some of you. you've you've done the following Jesus thing. You're a Jesus follower, you love him, you know your identity's been changed. Some of you haven't committed to the church because you've been dating the church. (laughs) You need to complete life tracks so you can know our vision for you. Some of you have done life, but it's like, you you know, group, maybe for you it's giving, maybe for you it's joining a team. We got plenty of opportunities on our teams, family. I know many of you come in and our teams look good and all that. We got so many people serving every single week. And we need your influence. We need your presence. We need, we, we need you to take a training step, maybe to get outside of yourself and start serving somebody else. And I guarantee if you work the system for one year, you follow Jesus, you be discipled, you complete life track, you get in a group, serve on a team, you generously invest in the kingdom of God, come back to me in one year and tell me if your life is dramatically different. Maybe you're doing one of those steps. Do Maybe this year you're going to do two or three of them. All right, I've, is Angel here? Huh? What's up, Angel? Come on, up, let's give it up for Angel. Hey, Colin, you got the microphone? Huh? No, you want to bring it up? Yeah, bring it up. Uh, up here, Greggy. Let's give it up for our sound guy, Greg. You know, you know what's about sound, sound sound guys? Sound guys are like... Field goal kickers. <laughs> you only notice them when something goes wrong. Field goal kickers, right? Like, they make the field goals. That's what you do, bro. That's all you practice. You miss the field goal, you want to kill them, you know? That's, that's the way that sound can also be, right? When the sound's rolling smooth, everyone's good. The sound goes off some. There's some kind of like back, you know, what do what, what they call it? Backfeed? Feedback. feedback. Oh, it's close. <laughs> uh, feedback. Back Back feed. This is why I preach. Um, Backfeed, back it's like, come on, sound guy, you got one job, right? But anyway, um, Angel here, um, I begged her to do a testimony video, but she told me no every time. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, but to, to hear her, her story of finding our church last year, how, how'd you find us?
0: Um, I found LifeHouse just scrolling Facebook. and Scrolling
1: Facebook. Thank yeah. God for the f- demonic Facebook.
0: <laughs> and I saw the free Easter egg hunt. <laughs> free Easter
1: egg hunt. Come on, some, somebody. Yes. And by the way, we've got that coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend, April 1st. Right now, we've got 500 people signed, signed up. Uh, we're hoping to get to between 1,500 and, two, and 2,000 people. So mm-hmm. anyway, go. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's how you found Life, Life House.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then what did you feel whenever you came into the community at egg, egg hunt?
0: Oh, when I got there, it was just, it was, thank
1: you. Yeah, I got, I got you. I, I,
0: I mean, got you put me on the spot today. Yeah, I got um, you. <laughs> I knew I had It was to. just, it was really beautiful. It was really peaceful. I knew I was supposed to be right there. When mm-hmm. I when I got there, That was that was where I was supposed to be. And I didn't even know I was being drawn there until I got there.
1: Mm. And and so you so you came to the community egg hunt, mm-hmm. and then you somehow found out that we were having service Easter Sunday uh, On Facebook next again. Sunday. Facebook, look at God using <laughs> Facebook, family. This is why we do face Facebook ads. How many of you you found our church because of Facebook? Okay, one. Okay, maybe it's not working as good as we <laughs> thought. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> okay, yep. face Facebook Facebook ad. She she saw the community egg hunt. She saw Easter services. She came, and when did you make the decision to give your life to following Jesus?
0: That day, Easter, that, Easter that Sunday. That day, e- Easter Sunday. I sat right up there and cried the entire service.
1: Come on! Service. <laughs> Come on! Now, two things. She kind of did what my mom did, right? So when my mom got saved in like 1981 or something like that, she went to a church and basically hid for nine months. She didn't want to be known or seen. And you hid for a long time. How long did you hide? Uh, I think about five months about five months (laughs) and some of y'all know who you are you come into church and you just hide right you just come in you just kind of sneak in sit in your chair get your Jesus on and head out and no one knows you you don't fill a card out no one knows you you ain't getting our text messages emails nothing um anyway though so you know it's been beautiful to see what God's done in it because now you've taken the steps. You started to follow Jesus. You completed a life track. You, you were part of the Financial Peace University Life Group. Yes. You joined a team. She's serving the House Kids now. Please get up for all of our House Kids volunteers. Yes. Appreciate you. You have started yes. investing. And she has worked the system. And, and the system. That's not, it's not a system. It's not a multi-level <laughs> marketing thing. She's worked the vision, right? And, what, what, and what have you seen God, God do? What have been some byproducts of that?
0: Um, I mean, just overall, just happier, less worry, less stress. I mean, just financial things I didn't even think were possible. Just mm. boom, happened. I'm like, okay, I see you showing out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's crazy.
1: And 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 really, she's coming up on one year. Yes, Easter. East, Easter. So, can we just celebrate her spiritual birth, birthday? Thank you. Thank come on, you. come on, <laughs> Angel. Thank you so much, thank you. Sharon. Yes. And yeah, you can go ahead and sit down, Jarvis. You got to come up one more time. Please get up, Angel. And. And, and really, y'all, I just, you know, she's one example. I could bring up probably dozens of people who, who have said, hey, like, let's, let's work the vision. And let's see what God can do. Let's see what God can do. And she took steps, multiple steps in one year. What I'm asking you to do is to say, what training step can you do to help see this vision, which is our heart for you, come to pass it's not about getting something from you you're not just a number we, 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 we want to see this prophetic vision happen in your life to where you become a disciple you're in community you're getting in the game you've got purpose and you're able to invest and steward your stuff to ultimately leave a legacy you should have received this, this card here whenever you walked in if you would just pick that up if you don't have one we got ushers here we want to make sure everyone's got a card everyone's got a pen so, if you would just pick this card up and get a pen, if you don't have a pen, if you don't have a card, lift your hand up. They're going to get it, get it to you. And I just want to invite here's that key word invite. There is no pressure to fill this card out, but I want to invite you to look at this card. And, I, and you can say, we've, we've got these things broken up into kind of different steps. So, when we say follow Jesus, maybe your next step today, maybe some of you need to stay yes to following Jesus and take that step Angel did last Easter Sunday. And turn your life over to Jesus today. Maybe some of you, you need to stop dating the church, and you need to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to do a cannonball, and I'm going to make our and 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 I'm going to make this church home. I want to go through life check and hear the vision and heart of our church. Maybe some of you, the school of discipleship, you're like, you know, I'm kind of interested. I don't know a lot about it, but I want to know more information about it. Because maybe you need to start investing margin time. Maybe you you need to start saying, I need to create margin to invest into my discipleship. To Jesus and maybe the Uncommon School of Discipleship is a step for you. Do life together. We've got our life groups starting mid-April. If you want us to personally contact you, we'll have someone call you and help you find the best group that fits you or we'll send you the, you know, links so you can see all the life groups we have. Some of you need to jump on a team. We've got our teams here. Hospitality, Creative, Lifehouse Kids. We will give you double points if you join Life Lifehouse Kids. Um, <laughs> we will give you no. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, but honestly, ser- seriously, we have tremendous opportunity there for, for these kids and babies and toddlers. That here's the thing 80% of people follow Jesus before the age of 18. Incredible investment time. And if you have any, you know what, maybe I'll try it. Just go ahead and check it. Maybe you're creative. You are a worship team guy or or girl. You play an instrument. You sing. You know how to run a soundboard. You can run cameras. You can do photography. You You can do social media found on Facebook. This is all ways of getting in the game. But maybe some of you, you need to start giving. We we just want to give you a challenge, right? To just say, hey, give, pick a percentage, give to the church for 90 days. This isn't some sign of scheme. This is because sometimes you need to step out in faith and see God be faithful, right? So maybe over these these next 90 days, you need to say, hey, I'm going to give for 90 days. And here's the thing. If if you don't see God's faithfulness and goodness to you, we'll give whatever money you give back as, as a kind of like love offering to you. But we know as you give, as you invest generously, you will see the faithfulness and goodness of God in your life. And we know that as you give, every time you give, you're punching the devil in the face. You're punching greed in the face. You're punching consumers in the the face. It's not about getting something from you. This is about getting you to be a certain kind of person and moving the vision and heart and mission of the church forward. So so here's the thing, right? Worship team, y'all can come up. We're going to pray, or excuse me, we're going to worship. And as they're worshiping, we're going to sing this song. Let's just start from the chorus, y'all, all right?
0: Thanks again for listening to this week's message. And if today's message helped or inspired you, feel free to share it with someone. If after today's message you have questions, need help, or just want somebody to talk to or process with, just shoot LifeHouse a text to 757-690-2401. For more information about LifeHouse, you can visit us at lifehouseonline.church. That's lifehouseonline.church.